You know, we're going to continue a series that we've been on, Lord, Teach Us to Pray. And today concludes that series. And I wanted to go a little bit further. Um, a couple of Sundays ago, I talked about um, the Lord's Prayer. And so we're just going to get a little bit more into that today as we bring conclusion to this series. But you know, just in praise and worship, God laid something on my heart. And I want you to be expecting this throughout this time together. Because see, God's words bring light. It brings clarity. You know, you can read the word of God. I don't care how long you've been saved, but if you read God's word open to hear his voice, it's amazing how you've known the scripture all your life, but it becomes more light to you. There's more clarity to you. And so this is what God laid on my heart. I want you to be open because at the end, I wanna pray two specific things. For those that haven't known God as father, as a good father. So you can't put on God what you've experienced here in this realm with a natural human being. Someone in your life that has let you down, that has hurt you, that has maybe exposed you to some things in this world that you should have never been exposed to. But we cannot put our experience with people on God because when we do that, that's where we get in trouble. That's where we start looking to God with some tainted glasses with what really his description is not. God is good all the time. He might not be on your timetable of things you're believing for, but if you trust him as your heavenly father, your creator that knows you better than anyone on the face of this earth, that you put your total life in his hands, you know, prayer, that's the most important thing in prayer is knowing who you're going to in prayer. Because if you don't know him as a good, loving, heavenly father, you're gonna have some guards up. You're gonna to come to him with hurtful things, not saying that you can't talk to him about hurt. You can talk to him about everything, but to come to him to think he's causing hurt in your life, to come to him and think he's causing sickness in your life, that is not in, in our father's job description. He does not have sickness to give you. He does not have fear to give you. He only has life, help, healing, miracles. He wants the very best for you. And the second thing I want you to be open to today is God, is there any unforgiveness in my heart? Because when we hold on to that unforgiveness, it's like we are trying to hurt someone else. But you see, unforgiveness and bitterness does not hurt the person that we are offended by. It hurts us. It keeps us in bondage. It keeps us bound to not walking in freedom in our life. And so we're gonna forgive. Now, I'm not here to dig up anything. I'm saying if God brings something to your remembrance. I don't like when people go back into their past and try to dig up everything. Let the past go. Now, if God shows us something, then let's deal with it, all right? Amen, let's get into this this morning. Lord, teach us to pray. And so we're gonna talk about um, the Lord's Prayer this morning. And know this, when we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, this is not um, 
We use, we use it as an outline to build upon with our redemptive realities of who we are in Christ Jesus. What has been provided for us as a son and daughter of God. So, because in this prayer, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he, haven't, he hasn't yet ascended to the Father because when he did leave, he, he gave them instructions and he began to give clarity and, and more to this outline of the Lord's Prayer. You see, you never want to pray a prayer just out of formality, out of memorization, out of something that we just talk about from the top of our head. Every time we pray, it needs to come from the heart. We come from the heart. You know that you really care about this relationship with your father, that you are sharing with him everything. When you go through something in life, let me ask you this. Who is the first person you run to that you want to talk about it, that you want to get clarity, that it's a safe place. You know, that's wonderful if a person came up in your mind. That's good to have. But the very first person we should run to is our Heavenly Father. He is the one who affirms us. He is the one that brings clarity where maybe we haven't seen clear on some issues, that we give him all of us. You see, when we give our heart to Jesus, it's not just like, Jesus, I give you my heart, and then I go on and do my will in life, that we give God every single part of our life. You know, our beliefs about prayer and a lot about what I've said already, you know, our beliefs are so important because most of the issues we face in this life are the results of wrong believing. So what we believe about prayer, it matters. It matters what we believe about prayer. If we think, oh, I just do it, I bless my food. Oh, I just pray when I come to church. Because that's a, that's a wrong mindset. God wants us to talk to him every single day. What about the closest person in your life? What if you went a day without talking to them? And it brings more distance the more you don't fellowship and commune and it brings more distance. God wants us to talk to him about everything. Hurts? Yes. Because he wants to bring healing there. Disappointments? Absolutely. Oh, things we don't understand? Absolutely. But I don't want to come to him questioning, God, I doubt you in this. Because when we have the question mark when we come to our heavenly father about something in that matter, God, if it be your will to heal me, no, we know in his word that it's his will to heal. So when we come with a question mark like that, that's, you know, faith begins where the will of God is known. And so there is no faith in what we are believing for if we're not going to trust what he said in his word. God's word is his will. God's word is his will. And so what we believe about prayer, it matters because what we do is we bring God's word before him and we ask him for whatever we're believing in the word of God. So, oh, I am so thankful for prayer. You know, it's like um, 
When you get out of the mindset of formulas and formality and you just go to him like a good father and you just talk to him, you're not talking to him in a King James version. You're talking to him in your speech, in your language, like you would talk to other people. He is so good. You know, one of the things Jesus said in the word in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5, he said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is the reward they will ever get. If we ever do anything, whether we pray or we work in the church to be seen of men, that is our reward. I don't want that reward. I want to go to him with a sincere heart, and I know you do too. In verse 7, he says, and when you pray, also don't babble. Don't just ramble off on the top of your head. And even, you know, that happens a lot of times when people just quote and they babble the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You know, people have said a lot, all of us had said prayers at times. I am not here pointing my finger because we've all missed it. But when we learn and God reveals something to us, we just make adjustments and go forward. Listen, don't let your past of hurts and disappointments, what you've even seen in the church, disillusion you to what God has called you to in a relationship with him. You know, there's really no excuse for the blame game where we're blaming others for where I am today. Or I'm blaming my past of what I don't have now. Or I'm looking at my past and I'm still living in that hurt today. That is, God wants us to live in freedom and help. And that comes with a real relationship with the Father that we're not just talking off the top of our head with a prayer. And so that's what, he, that's what Jesus saw the hypocrites doing. So he was calling it out. He also said in verse 8, don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need before you ask him. I love that. So if he knows what I need before I ask, then why do I ask? Because he said to. The father wants us to come to him and ask him. He knows our needs. He is there willing and able to help us but he will never force his will on you. He will never force himself on you. He said, come to me. He wants you to come to him. And a, a plot of the enemy to stop you from coming to the heavenly father is he's throwing um, things in your life. Maybe you're at a place where you're blaming yourself for things or you are have experienced some things or you're ashamed of some things. Don't let shame, don't let disappointment, and don't let hurt stop you from approaching your heavenly father. I don't know why people think God is bad, that he's ruling in heaven with a, a hammer ready to judge you and squash us and demean us. That is not our heavenly father. 
So our prayer should come from the heart. We are not to recite it just from the top of our head and our heart is not engaged. Listen to this. The proper mood for prayer is one of absolute faith and dependence that God will do as he said he would do. It honors, he honors prayers that trust him with a childlike faith. Yes, we're supposed to learn and grow in the word of God. Thank God for the knowledge of the word of God as we continue to grow. We will continue to grow until Jesus returns. If we ever become to a place in our Christian life where we think, I've got this. I, I understand it all. I have arrived. Then you know what you are? We are at a place where we're going to start backsliding because we will never have arrived because we're always growing into his image from glory to glory to glory. We are going forward. We are always learning and growing. But as we do, and it's good to have the knowledge, it's good to have training on the word of God. But if we don't simply come to him like a child, innocently, knowing that what I'm asking is good and I have a good father that is there for me, don't leave the childlike faith and go merely on knowledge of knowing him. You know, prayer helps us build on that relationship part of being with God and just talking to him. God is not interested in our rhetoric. He is not impressed by our King James English. God is honored by simple childlike prayer that honors him as father and recognizes his power and willingness to hear and to answer us. You know, when we've gone to God and we've asked him for something, he is good to give us what is his will. Because when you spend enough time with him and you get in the word, you know what is of God. You know what to ask for. So when we, if we really believe he's going to give it to us, well, what do we do when it comes up into our heart again? God, I thank you that this is mine because I have asked you and I believe I've received it by faith. And I thank you now, God, that it is mine. When someone gives you a present and you open it up and you pull it out and whether you like that gift or you don't, just being simply polite you say, thank you. Do we thank him enough for what we're believing him for? Or are we always going to give me, give me, give me? Are we saying, God, thank you. I have it. It's mine because I know you're a good God and I see it in your word that that belongs to me. So let's get into the Lord's prayer this morning and just look a little bit further of where we've gone before. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. That part this is our Father in heaven. You know, I've already expounded on that. Knowing that part before any prayer, that you're going to a good, loving, heavenly Father, and you approach Him with a childlike faith, our Father, see yourself before Him. See yourself at the very throne of God 
and you're just fellowshipping with him. Our father, see him as your father, a good father, not as of an earthly father. You know, we just get to know him. By knowing his word, you'll see that he is good and he always has the best for you. And whatever he gives you, oh, it's like no other. He goes above and beyond what you could ever ask or you could ever think. What you're believing for right now, oh, God's much bigger. God's much greater than even that. He is good. So the first thing that we talked about prayer is prayer is about resting, knowing God is Father. Because if we're not careful in prayer or confessions that we say every day, we can get into a grind where it just becomes a habit and we're saying it off the top of our head, or we can get in a grind as of a beggar's mentality. God, I've got to have this. I must have this. I don't see it anywhere and I need to see it and I don't understand God. We have to understand that there is a rest in prayer. But there also, the word of God says, we have to press sometimes to even enter into that rest because there will be things that come against us in life because we live in this natural body that has feelings and emotions. But God is a good God. We've got to approach him that way. First John 3, 1 says, see how very much our father loves us. God loves you. I don't care what you're in even right now. God loves you. He loves you so very much that he wants us to come to him. He wants you to come to him just like you are. Don't ever think you'll be perfect enough to come to God. Just come to him like you are. See how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children and that is what we are. You know, God is so good. So whatever is coming at you today, whatever comes at you in life, because it comes to all of us, there's pressures in life, there's feelings, there's thoughts, there's emotions. And have you ever been in a situation where you almost feel your body tightening, almost feel like, you know, anxiety or confusion or things coming at you, pressing in on you, um, fear coming at you. Anything that is coming at you to bring destruction is not of God. And we have to recognize that so quick. God is good, period. The devil is bad, period. His description of the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have to be alert every day, every day. Say every single day. Don't be deceived by the enemy's devices because we live in this world, but he has caused us to overcome those things. And thank God we can run to God every single time. Because you know, there's no reason that we have to live in this fallen world a broken person, a wounded person. Have we all been broken? In the past, absolutely. Have we all been wounded? Absolutely. But thank God we can have his help 
He, God, is good and brings health, healing, and wholeness, clarity, clarity of thinking, clarity of decision makings. God is there to heal. He is there to affirm us like no human being can. And when we know him like that, prayer will not become something to us like I have to pray today. You'll really understand with your heart, he is my first love. He is the one that I run to. He is the one that I can tell everything to. And that'll make prayer more of a relational thing. That's what God wants. He wants it more of a relation, more than just an interaction with us. In John 20, 17, in the um, New Living Translation, John 20, 17, in the New Living, Jesus said when he was arisen, um, after he arose from the dead, of paying the penalty of price for us, Mary was there at the tomb, and he said, don't cling to me, Mary, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father, Mary, and I'm ascending to your Father, to my God and to your God. Man, because of Jesus' obedience to the Father, we can go straight to the very throne room of God. We don't have to go through another person to get our prayers answered. Thank God for prayers of agreement. But we can run straight to the Father. Oh, our Father, which art in heaven. Not only do we see him as our Father, but we realize we're not the only one we're always praying for, but we're praying for our family. If you've accepted Jesus in your heart, then we're family. Those that accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we are family, and he is our Father and our God. We pray for one another. Don't let our prayers always be about us. But may we understand that we have a large family all around this world and that we are always praying for others as well. Listen, number two, the second part of the very first, our Father, it says, may your name be kept holy. Do we bring worship into our prayers? Or are we always just asking all the time? Do we just come to say, God, I love you? You know, just throughout the day as you're talking to him and making it a practice, not just set it, whatever your set of time of prayer is, but talk to him throughout the day. You know, I found myself, God, thank you. Thank you that we are under your protection. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for the truth that I'm walking in. Help me walk in love toward others. And you're just thanking him. You're just, God, I just love you. I love you. Do you talk? When you just start practicing that and you make that a part of your life, I encourage you to do it. Start talking to him throughout the day. Always take time to worship him, to thank him, talk to him like your very best friend. Number three, in verse 10, it says, may your kingdom come soon. See, your, God's kingdom's here. 
because it is in you, it is in me. Number three, prayer is about surrender. Surrender. When we have choices in life to make, when we go through life, are we yielding to the God on the inside of us, how we respond, or are we responding out of our own knowledge or of our flesh? When hurt comes at us, are we responding with hurt? Listen to this in Luke 17, 21, in the New Living Translation says, Jesus said, you won't be able to say, here is the kingdom, or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. It's in you. Oh, I thank God. Oh, the kingdom of God is in every single believer. So as you go through life, you're not alone. I don't care who's walked away from you and who's left your life. You are walking with God everywhere you go. So when you're walking, make sure to what you are yielding to. We all have this opportunity, and it comes to us if you're out in the public or even at home every single day. I remember taking the road trip back when uh, we packed Joseph and Rachel, and we were on the road back from Oklahoma, and um, we were traveling, and something will always come to our flesh, come at us. But it's not what comes at us that matters. It's how we respond to what comes at us. And you're thinking, when I share this, oh, Misty, that is just silly. But really, it's not silly, the things of life that we go through, because when we're not responding and we are surrendered to the kingdom of God on the inside of us by the person of the Holy Spirit who indwells every believer, because in everything that we do in life, we want to please our Father. But anyway, we were um, pulling Joseph's car behind us in the U-Haul. And so we were packed in, and Joseph drove. I was in the middle, and Hannah was to my right. And so we had to get, have big turns because we had the U-Haul and then Joseph's car on the back. And so we pulled up to a gas station, and we thought, oh, isn't that a cute little dog? This guy was um, having his dog go to the restroom in the grassy area, and it was cute till we saw him get a bag, and it was a big dog, and clean his big dog's mess up. It's like, ooh, that's, okay. So anyway, we pulled around, and we said, oh, that's, pick, you know, that um, gas pump, because it's the least amount of line, because there's a lot of people in line. So we pull up, and we kept sitting, kept sitting to get gas and patiently sitting to get gas. And this guy just, just relaxed, just walks his dog to the car, puts the dog in the car, pets right in front of us, pets him a while, just loves on him, then shuts the door. And we thought, oh, thank goodness, he's finally there to move his car. Then he gets the gas pump out of the gas tank and begins to fill his car up. We're like, how rude is this? You know, a very impatient person might roll down their window and say, um, could you please hurry up? I'm getting ready to run out of gas, and we've been waiting here for a long time for you to pump your gas. Don't tell me you hadn't got a bad look at a gas tank or the gas pump when you pulled in to get your gas, but somebody cut you and they pulled in before you got there. And so patience possessed my soul. 
because we wanted to go ahead and fill up, get our food, and get back on the road. So he puts the gas pump back into the gas tank. It's like, well, that's, thank you. I'm not saying, we were saying very kind words in the truck. But then he opens the door, pets his dog again, then shuts the door, then walks into the store to pay. And it's like, it was the longest time I've ever in my life waited to get gas. But thank you, Lord, we had a party when he pulled off. So traffic time, interacting with people at work, people at your, that you're going to the grocery store. You're, you're going to encounter things in life that pull on your flesh, that pull on your emotions, but we are to surrender to the kingdom of God on the inside of us. You know, that's the best thing about prayer because when fear comes, when anxiety when you yield to the God on the inside of you and you surrender to him, it's, he helps quiet your soul. I love the verse and I personalize it. Misty, if you would keep your mind stayed on me, I'm going to keep you in perfect peace. Because where your mind goes, the man follows. So if we don't put a check really hard and surrender to God's will, We'll miss it every single time. But thank God we don't have to miss it. You might even want to put a comment there. Tell me your experience that you have had. It was funny. I talked about the blowing of the horn in the traffic where there's a the nice beep. There's a mean beep. Um, somebody sent me a funny clip from version. I wish I could even show it, but that was funny. She she texts me, but um, I have to say, driving in Oklahoma, I did a couple mean beeps, and then I asked for forgiveness because I don't think they even got their license. It was so bad. Stopped dead middle in the middle of the road. So anyway, we won't, we won't go there with my flesh experiences. We will go right along. Okay, moving right along. Okay, the second part of that, it says, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not about my will and my purpose for my life. It's about God's will. It's not about deciding, God, I'm going to do this in life. But it's about, God, what do you want me to do? You know, I know we've just had graduation from high schools. But you know what? God wants you to discover what he's called you to do. Because he has called every son and every daughter to a purpose. And what you do does matter for the kingdom of God. So it's God's will over our will. Number four, prayer is about asking. God wants you to be specific in your prayers. Come to him with everything and be specific of what you're asking him to do. He loves us when we're specific. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. So that sounds a little bit easier than it is, to be honest. But if God says we can do it, then we can do it. And he's saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, I want you to pray about everything. Tell me what you need and thank me that it is done. Wow. 
God doesn't want you to hold these things and, and just keep them to yourself and it become a weight and a heaviness and a burden. He wants us to give it to him. Lay it at his feet. There's been times before that something has been such a weight on my life and I'm like, God, I, I just lay this at your feet. I cannot be concerned about this. I cannot be worried about this because that will not help anything. But instead, I'm going to give it to you, Heavenly Father. I'm going to lay it in your hands and I'm going to leave it alone and continue to thank you for it instead. He wants us to trust him. I love it in that verse when it says, um, verse 11, give us today the food we need. So when he gave them food for that day, they couldn't take it into the next day because it would spoil. God wants us to not just assemble on a Sunday and then just go throughout the rest of the week without fellowshipping with him. He wants us tomorrow to talk with him. Our daily bread, our need for him every single day. I need him more than food. I need him more than water. He is the love of my life. We need him. He wants us to want him every single day of our life. It's pretty bad when you trust Amazon before you trust God. Because the thing about Amazon, you can put your order in and they can tell you it's been, it has been shipped, get ready for delivery. And you don't think about it. We don't worry about it. We don't wring our hands about it because we know it's on its way. Why do we put more trust in putting an order in online than going to God, sharing our heart, asking him for something that we know is his will and believe we receive it by faith. Let me tell you what, get your expectations back up. If you've asked God for something, if you're standing in faith, let me tell you what, keep on standing because it's on its way. Oh, you believed you received in Jesus' name and you just begin to thank him. You just begin to get excited. God, I thank you, it's mine. I have it now. Get your expectations up. Oh my, God is bigger than this world. God is bigger than what we're going through now. What are you believing him for in his word? Don't walk through every day with your head down and burdened and heavy. In this time that we live for such a time as this, let's live a life of joy. Let's live a life of happiness. We have a good heavenly father and his best is on his way to you. And we are expecting it. We are receiving it in Jesus name. First John 5, 14 says, and we are confident that he hears us where whatever, whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. John 15, 7 says, this is key. If you remain in me and you remain in my words and my words remain in you, you will ask for anything that you want and it will be granted. Because when you spend time in God's word and it gets into your heart, you wouldn't dare ask for anything that would grieve him. Expect. Expect today. Expect tomorrow. Keep on expecting. 
get that hope back up. Number five, prayers about forgiveness. We've talked about this, and I've already shared this up front. Bitterness and unforgiveness is not worth the bondage that it brings. I don't know if something's come in your heart of an unforgiveness that you've held at a person. Remember, we're going to be praying for that, and we're going to be releasing that person. Verse 12 says, and forgive us our sins as we for, have forgiven as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. So God is asking us, he's saying, forgive. So therefore, you can forgive. That's not to mean what the person did was right. It doesn't make it right by any means. But God does say for your health and your wholeness, just like I've forgiven you, I need you to forgive others. And I'm there to help you to give you that grace that you can forgive others. Colossians 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, you must forgive others. In verse 13 of the Lord's Prayer, and don't let us yield to temptation. You know, when the enemy comes to tempt you, greater is he that is in you than the tempter that is in the world. God is there to help us overcome every temptation. We cannot use the, the excuse of any kind of sin. Let me tell you what, sin is sin, period. So if we keep dabbling in something, we keep going back to something we know is sin that hurts God's heart, and God, I ask you to forgive me. He does right then and right there because he knows a sincere heart. But if we keep going back, then we ask for forgiveness. Then we go back. I really want you to understand the importance. You can't use sin as an excuse because we've lived in a fallen world. I just can't seem to get over this thing. That's a lie of the enemy. And that thing that you keep flirting with and playing with and going back to year after year, day after day, and you know it grieves God's heart, it's wrong. It's not right. There is no excuse for that. Yeah, God gives you forgiveness, but there, you know, it's not a greasy grace religion that I can just play with sin and ask God to forgive me. And I can get over that. Let me tell you what, the more you play with sin, the more you will grow callous and hard to the voice of God. And that is a scary, scary place to be. And I want to tell you today, yes, God forgives you. But I'm going to tell you also, he says, stop playing with it. Stop entertaining it because it's bringing you into bondage. And it's going to bring destruction to your home. Pay attention to what you're listening to. It is not okay to sin, but thank God when we miss it and when we mess up, we run to the Father and ask for forgiveness. But this repetitive thing that we keep doing what we know grieves God's heart and we just say, it's just my flesh. God says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I don't know who this is for today, but this is a warning for someone. You've played with it long enough. And if you're not careful, it's getting ready to overtake you if you keep ignoring my voice. 
God is good and God is loving. But when we keep rejecting a good, loving God, you know what we're choosing to do? Walk from underneath the protection of God. And it's not God's choice, but we are subjecting ourselves to the results of sin. So anytime we push God aside and say, I just can't get rid of this, then we are choosing to leave his protection. We are choosing to leave his voice. Run back, run back hard, because God has given you grace to overcome everything in this world. Everything, everything. He didn't leave us here helpless, but he has empowered you with the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He can be grieved. Don't grieve him. Don't grieve him anymore. He loves you. He loves you. Oh, my, and very last, prayer is about praise. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Prayer is about resting, knowing God is your heavenly father. Number two, prayer is about worship. Number three, prayer is about surrender. It's surrendering to the God on the inside of you. What does God say about the matter? Number four, prayer is about asking. Even though he knows our need, he said, I need you to come to me and ask. Number five, prayer is about forgiveness and praying for others. Six, prayer is about protection. Taking our authority. You've been seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and dominion. He's given you the name of Jesus. He's placed you. Our heavenly father has placed you in his son. My, take your place, church. Take your place, believe God. Take your place and refuse sin. Take your place and yield to the kingdom of God on the inside of you. Take your place. Number seven, prayer is about praise and thanking him, expecting that it's on its way. You have it by faith. You might not see it with your natural eyes now, but you have it by faith. It is yours. So I want to pray right now. The first thing I want to pray, the most important prayer you will ever pray in your life is knowing God is your heavenly father. More important than anything. If you've been listening today and you say, Misty, I don't even know what a good father looks like. I don't know what a good person looks like. He can love you like no other. He can affirm you like no other. And he's drawing you right now. He's saying, just come to me with everything that you have, just like you are. I wanna pray this prayer and all you need to simply do is repeat this prayer after me and listen, mean it with your heart like you're talking to a good God because you are. Let's pray. Say, God, I come to you today just like I am. 
I believe with all of my heart that you sent your son Jesus to pay for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead and he now sits at your right hand. Jesus, I ask you to be my Lord, my savior. Forgive me for my past. I renounce everything of my past. And I say, you are Lord over every part of my life. Thank you. That's how simple it is. Right now, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And you can go to our Heavenly Father every single day and talk to Him. I'm gonna encourage you, it's very, very important that you stay plugged in. If you know that you are being fed from listening in to us, stay connected every Sunday and Wednesday. Get a Bible. Start reading the Word. Get one with simple language. Get the New Living Translation. Or look up different translations on the internet. You can get the Bible app on your phone right now. Start reading every day. Start talking to Him every day. Start listening to the Word and being fed every single day. Stay connected with us. And let me say welcome to our family. And like I said at the beginning, I want to pray right now. And I want to pray over every single person because anybody that's done this natural life has seen something, experienced something, dealt with something that has tried to leave a hurt and a pain in our life. But God wants you to know today, He is here. Healing is here today. And you can be healed from every single emotional, physical, mental hurt that you've been through in this life. And as I pray, I just want you to see yourself before the Father and you just receive His healing because it's nothing about me, it's all about Him. And just let Him heal those areas right now. So Father, I pray over every person God that has dealt with things in life that has left them wounded and hurt, that has left them discouraged, that there's been abuse physically, mentally, verbally, that they've seen things in life they should have never experienced, they should have never seen, that they were treated unjustly, that they feel unwanted, that they feel shameful of what they have gone through. God, right now, I thank you. I plead the blood of Jesus from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. God, I thank you for your liquid love, healing, ministering, restoring, every wound and every hurt that we don't continue to take that forward in life. But God, you heal us everywhere that we have experienced hurt in our life. God, thank you 
Oh, we receive that healing by faith, whether we feel like it or not. God, by faith, we receive it. God, thank you for healing us, helping us with images we've seen to just cover those things, Father. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for that anointing, removing every burden and destroying every yoke that has tried to stop us, that has tried to hinder us from going forward in a free life. God, thank you for surrounding every person in their mind, in their will, in their emotions. And Father, what the enemy meant for evil, I think you're going to turn it around for good. And I thank you that there is a no trespassing sign over every single one. And that when the enemy tries to come back, and he will, that we'll call him out and we'll say, no, you don't in Jesus' name. I reject that thought. I reject that feeling. I reject that hurt. And I have received God's love. I am healed and I am whole in my mind, in my will, my emotions, and in my body. I am the healed and the whole. I call every person standing for healing in their body. God, we thank you that the healing power power of God is working mightily in their bodies to bring about health and healing and wholeness, signs and miracles by your son, Jesus. God, we thank you. We believe we receive it right now, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Okay, are you ready? Because we're going to end on this prayer. And you don't have to feel like it, but you can do it by faith. Whatever's come up into your heart, a person that you need to forgive, let's do it today. Once and for all, let's go to him right now. Father, we approach you right now. And God, you have forgiven us of much. And God, you did not create us to carry unforgiveness and bitterness in our life. So, Father, that person that you have shown us that we need to forgive right now, if you're alone, you can call that name out, or if you're with people under your breath, I give you such and such right now. I put that person in your hands, and God, I forgive them like you've forgiven me. Even if I don't feel like it right now, I'm doing it by faith. And God, I forgive them and let it go. I will not carry them in my thoughts anymore. I will not carry them in my feelings anymore. And when it tries to come, I'll say, God, they're yours. They're forgiven. And God, I thank you for dealing with that person. So Father, we forgive them. We let go and we thank you that they are now in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, guys, continue to run to your father. He's given you grace for today. You know what? Tomorrow there will be grace for tomorrow. He's with you. You are not alone. You are loved. You are seen. You are the apple of his eye. Talk to him.
every single day. We love you guys. My husband and I are praying for you constantly. We look forward to seeing you this coming Wednesday. We love you. God bless you.